What's up, what's up, what's up, Snap Survivors? I am Tasha Pierce. This is After the Snap, a virtual refugee camp for everyone affected by Thanos Snap. Happy International Women's Day to all of my sisters out there, everybody out there. Make the best of today. Give to your favorite charities that are revolve around women. Specifically, let's let's kind of focus a little bit on uh, mental health of women. Women are asked to be emotionally strong in times that they feel the most fragile. So let's uh, let's support women's mental health this year. How about also supporting your favorite causes that are directed at women? Not just necessarily the Me Too movement, but that is an example of a, a way to empower women on International Women's Day. How about this? How about supporting your favorite indie podcasters? Someone like me. If you'd like to make a charitable donation, you know all the ways to do it, but I'll give it to you at the top of the show today. That would be at patreon.com slash after the snap, paypal.me slash after the snap. Other ways that you can donate or donate your time, your energy, or just a couple of a uh, couple of hours to listen to somebody, one of your, your, your female friends, lady friends about how we can all coexist in this sometimes doggy dog world and do it in a manner that is uplifting to everyone. How about watching a movie? If you can't do any of the above, maybe watch a movie. And if you're into the comic book, superhero, genre, sci-fi even, there's there's selections now where there didn't used to be. In fact, back in the day, back in the day being like 2016, if you wanted to see a strong female figure in a superhero movie, you would either going to go back and watch a dud from way back in the way back, or you were going to just end up watching a team-up movie. And then that kind of defeated the purpose of what you were trying to do now, doesn't it? Well, now you have options. Yes, and, and the options are just getting wider. Every year we are hearing of new projects that are shining a spotlight on powerful women. And that is not to the detriment of powerful men. Whether we believe this or not, we really and truly need each other. Men and women bring out the best of each other. And uh, I'm highlighting on the ways that we bring out the best in one another. And just because there is a focus on a strong female doesn't mean we don't still need strong men. Just throwing that out there as well. One does not take away from the other. So if this is your first time with me here on episode 41 of After the Snap, welcome to the show. For the last, say, 16, 15, 16 weeks, maybe even longer, we've been doing the MCU watch party on Fridays where we are leading up to Avengers Endgame because it's International Women's Day. And uh, we did get an entry today into the MCU. We're going to talk in a non-spoiler way about Captain Marvel we are also going to speak a little bit about the first lady of the DC universe, and that would be Wonder Woman. Before I jump into that, remember how I was saying just a little bit ago that uh, we need each other. And, and sometimes uh, the, the need is just to have somebody who shares a common interest. 
And I've been talking for the last, say, week or two about a collab that I was looking very much forward to. I am excited to announce that I will be doing a collab with Eddie and James over at A to Geeks Podcast. They also have a YouTube channel where you can listen to their podcasts on YouTube. They do hilarious takes on comic books, anime, uh, the gaming world. You know, they're they're a little further into the geek community than I am as far as the anime and the video games. I've never really gotten into it, but I like their camaraderie. I like the way they bounce off each other. They have guests inside in the studio with them as they record. They do an a hilarious job and I will be doing a collab with them I'll tell you the date really really soon that I'll be releasing that collab but we'll be taping that collab real soon just wanted to give you a heads up in case you want to go over and check out Eddie and James over at Ada Geeks you will not be disappointed they do a bang up job this is a case where we can do something with each other and it's not taken away it's not to the detriment of either keep that in mind Go check them out and keep your ears open for that collab. Speaking of James from Ada Geeks, in the last podcast, I asked the question about who came first, Dr. Fate or Dr. Strange. I kind of thought it was Dr. Fate, but I wasn't sure. James confirmed for me that Dr. Fate did come first. He was in 1940 and Dr. Strange was in 1963. Now, while I thought that Dr. Fate came first. I, I did not know it was by that many years. It's 23 years between uh, Fate and Strange. And they are very similar characters. There, there can't be any question about who ripped who off. But you can't neglect that they both bring something special to their per- respective comic book universes. So thank you, James, for getting that answer to me really, really quick. And I mean quick episode went up and boom next thing you know i'm getting a response and i like that That that's quick turnaround okay so let's jump into things we know that the first uh, dc woman's character (laughs) to get a standalone movie was wonder woman wonder woman was released june 2nd 2017 and it was directed by patty jenkins patty jenkins boy first of all she could have played wonder woman herself she's so pretty (laughs) But second of all, Patty Jenkins did a beautiful job bringing the Amazon Themyscira culture to life. She she brought it to life. It looked realistic. It did not soften the 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 aesthetic of what we think a female warrior should be. The way that she brought those warriors to life was in a respectful manner. What she did with uh, Themyscira. The budget for Wonder Woman was $149 million, and the box office gave back $821.8 million. Now, who saw that coming? Um, just recently, in fact, the day before yesterday, Patty Jenkins congratulated uh, the Captain Marvel team. Her success with, with $149 million budget, which we know is not, personally, it's nothing, nothing to sneeze at. But in the realm of uh, comic books and comic book movies, we know that that budget is not like it's not astronomical. She gave them back eight hundred twenty one point eight million dollars and is not worried about what the competition is doing so much so that she knows, hey, a win for one female superhero is a win for all of us. 
So she congratulated the Captain Marvel team and hoped for their uh, success. And I'm wondering why the fandom can't do the same thing. But that's a whole nother rant, right? Uh, if the directors and the actors of these movies can lock arms and say, you know, great job with what you guys did. And I hope it's successful. If they can do that, why can't why can't the fandom do that? Are you really that spoiled? But I'm not going to do this. It's not what I was supposed to do today, even though I got a feeling it's coming. I Sometimes I can't, sometimes I can't hold it back. Sometimes I just got to say it. But anyway, on Rotten Tomatoes, Wonder Woman is sitting at a 93%, which makes it what? That's right. Certified fresh. And it's with 417 reviews. Because remember when I was saying, oh, if it's only a few reviews, sometimes that number is not reliable. 417 reviews. I think that is a reliable, strong number of reviews where we can say that 93% was earned. I'm on Metacritic. It got a 76 from 50 reviews. Metacritic is uh, usually a little more on the nose than Rotten Tomatoes, even with a few, even with a few uh, reviews. So, not we're not discounting Rotten Tomatoes and saying that they are totally unreliable. I'm just saying, big number of reviews, which we have here. Okay. Uh, it was expected to open with a 65 million to 105 million weekend. The actual number was 103 million. So it fit in there on the high end of what people expected. But see that 65 million? That's a big swing from 65 to 105 million. That's a big big swing that's 40 million dollars that is saying you know we're we'll we'll say that we expect a, a big weekend but we'll put this low number here so that they won't underachieve like we like wonder woman needed that that was an awesome movie the movie the the action the uh cinematography the production all of it together was one hell of a movie and then the casting we're going to talk about the casting but i I didn't find anything, I didn't find anything wrong with the casting either. But the fear that that female uh, superhero would not have a successful run at the box office was, was put to rest on uh, opening weekend when, we, when, when she brought in $103 million. Now to me, Wonder Woman is arguably, I would say historically, but arguably the most recognizable and popular woman in comic she's easily on par with the heavy hitters in the dc she was one of the big three so strength wise i think uh diana themiscura is only exceeded in strength and power by a certain alien from krypton now there were failures at headline at headlining a female character which which may have given studio bigwigs some pause but there have also been male-led failures and team failures and you already know which ones I can say. We can go with Green Lantern and we can go with Fantastic Four. That is two examples of movies that flopped. You took a chance with Fantastic Four. Not, not necessarily the same uh, studios as Wonder Woman. But they kept taking chances with Fantastic Four. They, they took a chance with, with <laughs> Green Lantern. And okay, they never returned to Green Lantern since. But Ryan Reynolds hasn't stopped working in superhero films. And it that's how you know that they know it's not the fault of the actor. It was true. It was the, the movie itself. 
that was just a bad entry in anybody's universe it could have been in anyone's universe that green lantern movie stunk and those fantastic four movies were not the best things that happened to marvel characters and those are highly recognizable pillars of of the marvel comics the first family flopped not once but twice and then that awful horrible movie that didn't even come out so if you would continue to give these team-ups and these male-led movies opportunities all this before we even get one one try from dc or marvel with a female-led superhero movie didn't want to use wonder woman or uh, captain marvel there is no shortage of female superheroes to base standalone movies on now who wouldn't want to see storm she-hulk batgirl supergirl done on the big screen with a huge budget and directors and writers who understand and respect the characters and respect the characters is like the biggest part of that to me because remember remember when i did the episode covering uh in part the worst superhero quote unquote relationships so if not i think it's called tainted love or ain't it love if you haven't seen or heard that episode take a chance to listen to that a little later I am going to recap ever so slightly one of those stories. So one of those relationships centered around the rape of Ms. Marvel, who went on to fall in love with her rapist. Now, does that sound like an arc written by somebody who respected the character? So having the proper team to do a female character justice will be integral to any movie success. And in 2017, we saw what that level of respect looked like when Patty Jenkins helmed Wonder Woman. I mean, she had only been a character for 75 years by the time she got a movie. And in fairness, I'm sure part of the ridiculously long wait was in an effort to do the character in a manner befitting her station in the DC Universe. Uh, animation has gotten her right for years. But it's one thing to draw a character and another thing entirely to cast an actor. And, and I get that. But 75 years? 75 years. I mean, we had Linda Carter, who will always be Wonder Woman to me. We had Linda Carter from 1975 to 1979 on television. And in fairness, again, if the Adam West Batman made it to the big screen, why not the Linda Carter Wonder Woman? And then just a little side note, the still stunning Linda Carter described abuse that she endured while playing Wonder Woman, uh, relying on the grapevine to warn other actresses about potential predators. Like what a sick environment to play an icon in. So she was the strongest woman in the world and was treated like complete and utter uh, fodder, just eye candy or just something to do for uh, a cameraman who had nothing to do because she said even one of the stories was that one of the cameramen had drilled a hole in the wall of her dressing room so that they can watch her as she uh, got undressed and that's sick but that's the environment that she was in so gal gadot gal gadot was announced as wonder woman in 2013 so she benefited from all the years of people realizing the error in their ways and not reducing a woman down to what she looks like instead of what she 
what her potential is. And we don't need to be characterized by our looks or what you believe our limitations are. So Gal Gadot had to have had it better in 2013 when she was cast, right? And when I say there was a faction of the fandom that lost their shit <laughs> when she was cast, I may be understating it. And she's not curvy enough and muscular enough. Uh, they needed her to look more like the comics, like a fucking something that somebody drew. <laughs> but okay, she's just too thin. Now, when you really think about this, we can even go with, with Shazam right now. Men are known to be cast as heroes and they pack on the weight, pump iron and get ripped in order to look the part. And I'm, I'm only using this as an example because he and, and that's uh, Zachary Levi, because he talks about how he got himself into Shazam shape and how he's very happy that he put that type of energy into his body because in, in his health because Zachary Levi his his body now he is cut ripped but he was a thin actor at first in fact he said he struggled to get over 200 pounds and I'm wondering what that what that feels like because it's real easy for me to pack on weight I'm wondering what it feels like to to struggle to gain weight well he struggled he had to eat I think something like 3,000 something calories a day, three to 4,000 calories a day. He did rigorous workouts to get himself ripped. I think like an hour and a half, two hours a day or something like that. So this is me respecting the fact that uh, by taking this role, Zachary Levi knew that he was going to have to put an emphasis on his body. When Gal Gadot was cast as Wonder Woman, she was expected to look like Wonder Woman from the moment she was cast from she was supposed to have woke up like that an amazon warrior looking like that immediately right like it was outside of the realm of possibility that she could pack on weight she could pump iron and she could get ripped now i don't know she she's a beautiful beautiful actress this lady is stunning so as far as doing the part justice as in how she looked just being a beautiful woman but being a beautiful woman is hardly ever enough you you just you're a beautiful woman we want a little more and here we are uh gal gadot ready to do the fandom service by taking on an iconic role as wonder woman and you got blogs all over the place youtube videos any way shape or form that you could get your opinion out on how she was just too skinny and she's a model she's not even an actress how dare they how dare they do auditions and have all of these people come and audition for a part and they not pick the best person that they thought they had in front of them for the job because you know that's how movies goes right they they invite uh, several different types of actresses they let put out the casting call and then people come and audition for these parts and yes Gal Gadot auditioned and a, a lot of other people auditioned and Gal Gadot stood at the end when the, the auditions were over she was the last person standing and this wasn't a Patty Jenkins just wanted to give a skinny girl a chance no Zack Snyder chose <laughs> Zack Snyder chose 
Gal Gadot. We could trust Zack Snyder and release the Snyder Cut and all of this stuff that that same kind of faction of the the fandom does. They, but you didn't trust them to make the decision of of hiring the best person to play Wonder Woman. I'll admit, I didn't look up her workout or uh, what she did or how much she ate Gal Gadot to get into Wonder Woman's physique. But guess what? When I saw her on the big screen, she looked like Wonder Woman to me. She looked curvy. People fail to realize that, like, even curves. You know, we are a lot of, I'm, I am a curvy woman. So, just that's the way I've been. Ever since, you know, uh, high school when, when things start changing, <laughs> I have been a curvy type girl. Uh, and even with me of going into this middle age spread, it still is spreading in a curvy way. I am not like uh, morbidly obese. Some of us are just made that way. So when I work out, I can be safe in knowing that it's not a whole lot that I'm going to be able to do to change the way the weight sits on my body. It's going to be distributed in a certain kind of way, no matter what, heavy or smaller. It's, it's going to be distributed in a certain kind of way. But there are exercise routines that you can engage in that will emphasize the curves. Now, if you have to eat ridiculous amounts of calories a day to gain weight and then uh, do small amounts of cardio and large amounts of weights, those are ways that will emphasize the curves in your body. Your, your body will uh, bulk in such a way that gives the illusion of being that curvy physique. There are people who get paid to tell uh, men and women how to achieve the look that they are going for. And they get paid a lot to tell people like me who work at the fucking Circle K, right? So imagine how much more they get paid to really sit down and map out for a Gal Gadot, a person who is playing an iconic character in a big budget movie, imagine how much they get paid. Imagine how much more effort they would put into making sure they start seeing results in a quick manner, as, as a matter of fact. It probably wouldn't have taken her, uh, like for me, to get in playing shape for a Wonder Woman. It would probably take me at least a year. <laughs> I'm pretty sure because Gal Gadot was starting from a spot where she wasn't so far gone. <laughs> it didn't take as long. You got the professional trainers, you've got uh, dietitians, you got people to make sure she's eating right and and what she's eating is is nourishing and and not like malnourishing her, making her skinnier. It's nourishing her, nourishing her, so it's going to the muscles, the proteins, the carbs, the, all of that. They have all that. They've had it for men. Uh, Henry Cavill, he had to bulk up to play Superman. They've had this type of program for decades, for years. But that's what people chose to complain about when Wonder Woman was cast, when Gal Gadot was cast as Wonder Woman. You know, part of it was because she's Israeli. Those people are racist. You can't fix stupid. You can't fix that kind of stupid anyway. So if your issue was, oh, she's too skinny, I'm like, this is just, you know, it never ends. It never ends. This girl obviously was the best person for the job. 
obviously understood the character, respected the character, had enough of the look where Zack Snyder felt comfortable saying, this is, this is our Wonder Woman. And that's not satisfactory. And then the movie goes on to be the little engine that could and put the DCU on her shoulders and carried it. Carried it. Was the most, uh, I'll say, respected, highly uh, critically acclaimed superhero movie to come out of the DC universe since the Dark Knight trilogy. How does, how does that make you feel? And any these 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 guys, after being so wrong, after being so wrong about this, they're one huge huge success. And, and, and I'm not trying to be a funny person by saying that, but DC had been on like a little bit of a, a losing streak. And then they, they swung for the fences. And this win should have ignited the fandom. And like, yes, yes. And they still, you know, just the announcement of this woman's movie, they immediately went to her appearance. That to me was just, that was telling and terrible. Then to be so wrong, yet be so comfortable continually, continually giving your opinions. <laughs> when you are wrong like that, you just shut the fuck up. At that point, you've been proven your, your, your word don't mean shit. You don't know what you're talking about. You are looking at things from a point of view that is skewed by your discrimination. Because you don't realize that reducing a woman to how she looks basically saying this is where where she starts at and we don't like it that's that's an outdated philosophy an outdated mode of thinking yet here we are this is what we were discussing when we had gal gadot arguably one of the most beautiful women in the world and they're on track for a sequel to wonder woman and wonder woman 1984 that'll be coming out in june of 2020 and i'm looking forward to it hopefully you know we are still meeting up like this once a week when that movie comes out because we are going to talk about uh wonder woman 1984 and this time the villain is a female the cheetah i mean then that's like it's really taking it even a step further where okay we tried with this with this superhero dare we put this female superhero up against a female villain and i say yes give it to us uh, you've got the blueprint you've got the perfect director for the job and you've got the perfect actresses let's see what happens i wish i wish a fanboy would try to rain on the parade of this movie i wish one would i'm i'm telling you as long as i got a mic and i got uh, 400 minutes a month I will I will roast you to death if you say something bad about this movie that's unwarranted anyway and you know if it's a warranted thing then okay if it's unwarranted if it's simply about basically the sex of these characters I'm coming for you I got a microphone I got 400 minutes a month I'm coming for you don't make me come for you now Many of you know that I went to go see Captain Marvel last night, and it was uh, not a disappointment. It was a pretty, pretty good movie. And I said, I'm just going to keep the Captain Marvel discussion down to the facts. Facts. Um, 
once again, we have a powerful female actress. This time, who who pretty much, I think Brie Larson walked in the door looking the part of, of a Captain Marvel. She still had to bulk up and, I mean, she still had to, still had to train a little. But she, she kind of had the look of Captain Marvel, you know, just like right out the gates. So there wasn't really a lot of complaining about that. It was, yes, she looks good. She looks like she could do it. And maybe, you know, if she had been a little bit thinner, we would have heard something different. But what we heard was positive, I thought, in the beginning. And it was until, it wasn't until people got wind of her being unapologetically feminist that things started taking a turn for the worse in in the relationship between Brie Larson's Captain Marvel and that section of the fandom that has a real problem a real problem with okay you can be a powerful woman on screen they allow Black Widow to do that because this is what the fandom is thinking we allow Black Widow to be strong on screen once she steps off screen, she better damn sure act like a lady. So now Brie, Brie, Brie Larson off screen is an advocate for <laughs> for women's empowerment, basically. And boy, did that cause a lot of problems. Things just took a turn for the worse when she started talking. And the thing is, if she was talking about female empowerment to the exclusion of men, period. We don't want no men around. We just, nobody but ladies in this movie. Nobody but ladies in my entourage. Nobody but ladies in my audience. Nobody but ladies in my press junkets. If she was actually saying these things, I could understand the anger. As a matter of fact, I would uh, support any male in his anger if that is the way that this lady was coming across. But uh, she wasn't none of what she was saying was measuring up to what that that toxic measure of the fandom uh, was saying it or how they were taking it so when they translated what Brie Larson said it was like those the translation did not match up to what what Brie Larson would be saying they would take her words out of context they would switch them around and make it mean something entirely different they was just they were just too emotionally immature to say you know what I was wrong I thought she said this upon listening to it again we realized that we were wrong no they wouldn't do that they took the ball of whatever they thought she said and they ran with it and they made a fucking mess over like the the, I say the last at least this last month leading into the release of Captain Marvel and it's, it's been longer than that. But this last month, everything ramped up. And I mean, just fucking so much hate over a woman with an opinion. And then just like she has an opinion, they have one too. But theirs is valid because it's their opinion. She's not allowed to have an opinion. And what her opinion amounted to was that she would like to see representation. And you know how I feel. I say it all the time on this channel because... I know for sure, and you guys are going to hear about it, but I know for sure that representation matters. Representation matters in all things. So if if you're raised in an inner city, urban type of environment, 
you need to see an example of someone who looks like you who kind of came through the same thing that you came through making it that's important because there are enough constructs set up to make you feel like this world is against you if you see someone who made it you know that it's possible that goes the same for women uh, a little girl who wants to be whatever a fighter pilot like carol danvers you need to see an example of a woman who's made it and therefore you know that you stand a chance you always stand a chance you can always be the first something to do something but representation does matter so now even with me when I was a young girl I wanted to be a journalist I wanted to be a sports journalist I understand sports on a level that rivals a lot of men I enjoy talking sports. I enjoy watching sports. I enjoy re remembering stats and what stats I don't, comparing those stats with one another, critiquing. When I see a formation on a football field, I like to call out that I know that formation. I know how to make a call on a play on football as the game is going. I don't need to wait till the ref comes off and tells you, all right, that was offsides or that was holding or that was, I am fluent in sports speak and that is only for baseball basketball and football but that's enough okay so <clears throat> my uh, big thing what I wanted to do in life was be a sports journalist and I wanted to be a play-by-play -play announcer for one of the big three sports and there weren't too many women doing that as a matter of fact women were pretty much the little sideline people who would walk up to the players with a mic and all they had to do was look pretty and I really wanted to show off my knowledge. And I didn't see a lot of females doing that, not saying that I didn't think I could be the first. I did not have the confidence to, to chase or follow that dream. This is why doing this podcast became kind of important to me because chasing and following a dream and seeing it to fruition became a priority later in life. I wish that priority would have been there uh, when I was a young girl, I digress. There was not a lot of examples of people leaving where I came from and not saying that I was from this horrible area, but it wasn't a lot of examples of people leaving where I came from and just doing great, awesome, not ladies. We had a couple. I mean, there was the Jacksons that came from uh, where I'm from, the Jackson 5. So that means that Janet Jackson and Rebe and Latoya and all of them. But when you ask a lot of them where they're from, they don't say Gary, Indiana. They say Chicago. That's neither here nor there. I'm not going to continue to address that. What I am saying is that the representation matters. So Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, was saying that at her press junkets, she would like to see the, the audience that this movie was intended for represented in the people at her press junkets. So people who are there to ask her questions about this movie, go see the movie, all of this, review it, critique it, all of this. She wants the people who are the intended audience to be represented because we know that in a, at a lot of times when we see press junkets, when we see a lot of, of things that, that require access to get to the actors and the actresses and the producers and the directors 
a lot of times those people with the access are are Caucasian and they're a Caucasian men. I'm not trying to take away from the fact that those Caucasian men made the moves necessary to be in a position, you know, going to school and learning their art and respecting their craft. So those things, you, you know, you don't take that away from them. They did that to put themselves in the position to be able to have the access that they do. I understand that. But you're telling me that there's such a disproportionate number of Caucasian men to minority women that have done the exact same thing. So I don't feel like that there's properly people are being properly represented. And then if if most of the opinions that we are hearing about anything are coming from Caucasian men, we all begin to have the <laughs> Caucasian man minds mindset. Our opinions will be formed by Caucasian men. Is that representative of everybody? If we go to school and the books were written and distributed by Caucasian men, and those books are put in an inner city school where the students are uh, African-American, we are learning the worldview from the eyes of a Caucasian man same books goes into a, a Latino community they are learning a world view from the eyes of Caucasian men and we can continue to pass that on and then our pop culture will be the exact same thing you are learning to frame your idea of what is good and bad in pop culture from Caucasian men Caucasian men rarely have to worry about having their world view be interpreted by an African-American man and be enforced for decades <laughs> to accept this as the proper worldview. It's not easily understood by, by Caucasian men what the problem is because their worldview is always represented. We would like an opportunity to have our voices heard as far as what our interpretation of popular culture, worldview, music, giving out awards, those kinds of things we need to all be represented. That is pretty much what Captain Marvel said. I gave it in the long version and I tried my very best to not say anything triggery. She did not. She used this particular sentence that got under a lot of people's skin. They were talking specifically about A Wrinkle in Time. The intended audience was young African-American girls or young Afri African-American, like the teenage, the young adult type movies. So it was aimed there. She was like, I don't care what uh, a 40 year old white dude has to say about this movie. So she's talking about that movie. And she's saying, what she's saying is, this movie wasn't even intended for 40-year-old white men, so why are they the ones covering this movie? But when you take that one sentence and you isolate it and you just throw it out there in the universe, I can understand wholeheartedly how that, how that kind of ruffled some fucking feathers because that, that was a divisive sentence. But then she clarified. She said, no, that's not what I meant. 
this is what the whole context of the conversation was. They actually played the entire context of that interview. That was the entire context. And that was what she said. She, she used trigger words. And she, again, that, that she, the words that she used were chosen very horribly, not chosen well at all. But her intention was not what it sounded like. And yes, get mad when you hear it, the initial, nothing but that sentence. But when a person clarifies, you can believe it or you don't have to. You don't have to believe her, I guess. If you feel like what she said was what she said and that she's lying about what she meant, go ahead and uh, be upset. Protest her movies the best way you can. You know, choose the ways that you protest what you feel like is an injustice. Choose the ways that you do that wisely. Once we get to that point where you got a group of people who say, okay, I, this is, this is, you can, you're welcome to believe what you want to believe. This is what I choose to believe. And then you set out and, and try to manipulate Rotten Tomatoes and try to disseminate the parts of the movie, try to ruin the movie for people who are going to see it. And those kinds of things try to make it about uh dc and marvel because you were upset about what happened or what you thought brie larson said now you're taking shit too far you know what i'm saying it's like it's it's scary like zachary levi said you know stuff that's kind of weird what you're doing it's far from just protesting now you really doing some weird stuff you're saying weird stuff you lying on this lady because it's obvious what she said now that it's the the entire context of what she said has been distributed so now it's it's obvious that you're lying about what this lady said you're doing this weird shit it's like and you you're telling everybody that basically this movie is going to flop and to me if I'm going to flop, I hope I flopped the way she did. Because <laughs> the first night, Thursday night, Captain Marvel made $20.7 at the Thursday night box office. So, give you some context. Avengers Infinity War made $39 million. The Dark Knight Rises made $30.1 million. Batman vs. Superman made $27.7 million. Avengers Age of Ultron made 27.6 million. Black Panther made 25.2 million. Uh, Captain America Civil War made 25 million. So, really look at those numbers. She's right behind them. 20.7 million. It's the second biggest opening for a superhero movie starring a new solo character behind the Black Panther. It's the fifth biggest for a Marvel Cinematic Universe title and the second largest for March behind DC's Batman versus Superman. All of those movies besides with when well, you know Captain Marvel is one to point of comparison. All of those movies that were mentioned went on to earn at least 800 million dollars worldwide. Now does that mean that Captain Marvel is going to do the same thing? Not necessarily. But when compared to the first lady of DC Comics, which we know made 800 plus million, Captain Marvel's Thursday preview took in $9 million more. Bottom line is, Captain Marvel is sitting in a sweet neighborhood. Now, the rest of the weekend here will give us a better idea of her potential. And just remember, 
I projected $95 million for the weekend. So I've got a feeling now that I may have underachieved with that number. So if you consider $20.7 million at the Thursday night box office, a flop, I would like to flop like that. <laughs> I would like to have that measure of floppiness about myself. I sure would. And as far as my opinion of the movie, uh, I said that we didn't need Carol Danvers to reinvent the wheel. Said that in, I think, the last episode. What we needed was a solid entry into the MCU that introduces her character, that ties back to the existing stories, and the setup in game. Well, we got all of those things. Uh, I enjoyed the movie about as much as I did. The other introductory standalone movies, except maybe Iron Man and Black Panther, those those were uh, the standouts of the standalones. Uh, we definitely see how this movie fits in with the greater universe. Certain dots have been connected. We also learn how Carol may factor in Avengers Endgame. So I felt like she completed her first mission in an admirable fashion. Plus, she may have even set up future characters for the MCU. Now, would I give Captain Marvel a five on my five point scale? No, but this was a very strong, solid performance and I absolutely enjoyed the movie with the exception of about 15 minutes of too much exposition. Now, sometimes exposition is great. Sometimes I think the directors and writers can trust the audience that they will understand where the story is going without them getting all explaining. <laughs> so my rating for Captain Marvel is 3.75 out of 5. And that is a solid, solid opening for a new standalone character in the MCU. I love the movie. I hope you all go see it or have seen it already. And I hope you like it as much as I do. I'm going to stay away from spoiler reviews until uh, maybe next week. We'll talk about it in a little bit more in depth at the end of the week. We'll probably... Put a little icing on the Captain Marvel cake where we could talk about it a little more. Please remember to go over to iTunes and review the show. I need that. I need all of that. Please remember to do something nice for a lady today because it is International Women's Day. We are almost, you know, winding down on International Women's Day. And still, you can do something to make a difference in some woman's life today. Honor the women that are in your life or just be proud to be a strong woman. How about that? Join me again on Tuesday where we will be doing the uh, Black Panther thing. And I'm going to be, I'm sure, super excited to talk about Black Panther. If I don't get that up Tuesday, because my schedule at work is kind of funky right now. If I don't get that up Tuesday, look for it Wednesday morning. I'm trying to have it up in between. I hate being late, but, you know, I got to eat too. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, watch Wonder Woman. Came on last night, in fact. Watch Carol Danvers. You can go and check her out at any any theater near you. It's, it's playing widely. I'm sure you'll be able to find several theaters that is playing this movie. In fact, my Uber driver was like, last night when I called an Uber to pick me up from the movies, and the girl was like, I didn't know that movie came out already. And I'm like, yes, it came out tonight. Me and my girlfriends are all going to see it this weekend. So there's a lot of buzz a lot of people are planning on going to see it. I'm very, uh, very happy about that. Very happy that 
we are getting these younger women into the spirit the, the the marvel movie spirit so you have you've been listening to me ramble for an hour now i appreciate it i thank you all i had a new country light up on my map pakistan so welcome to the show pakistan if you are listening today i hope you enjoyed this episode if you're listening today and again you can support me patreon.com slash after the snap paypal.me slash after the snap either way you know what to do uh social medias will be linked in the description the show notes in the show notes social medias will be listed and hopefully get some emails after the snap at gmail.com i'll be looking for for you all to uh, tell me what you thought of captain marvel for me to share emails on possibly a future episode outside of that i've got nothing else and i'll catch all of you on the flip.